0: Welcome into B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, this is our final edition of National Weather Podcast Month, B-Squared, Episode 5. I'm throwing random numbers out there. That means absolutely nothing to anybody listening. It doesn't make sense (laughs) to me either. But this is our fifth and final episode of the month of March. Um, This month, one, has flown by.
1: Two, we've had
0: a lot of fun this month. We got to do a lot of random cool stuff because of National Weather Podcast Month, but... Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna miss it.
1: Yeah, it went by so fast. I don't even understand how it went by fast. And I feel like that weather podcast was not the focus of the month. Nobody, I think, in the country is f- focusing on that. unfortunately. Right. We're well, outshined by other things.
0: Right. Well, we're outshined by one thing. One thing only: COVID nineteen coronavirus.
1: Yeah. But you know, whatever It's important, it, it is needs to be out it really there is.
0: also. Hey, listen, we're all quarantined together, right? We're all literally, exactly. we are in this together. For we, real. We might not be together together. We're properly socially distanced apart, but we are all in this fight together.
1: Right. We're in this together alone, basically. Right.
0: Um, are you and Clyde keeping six feet apart?
1: Um, No, we are cuddling so hard Good. all the time. <laughs>
0: Good. Well, I'm glad that you have somebody to cuddle with. Um, I don't, but that's okay. So... I'm still technically working as I'm being labeled as essential, which Mm -hmm. um, I'm essentially going to need an essential vacation from being essential. Seriously. Right. And I know you're in the same boat. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: So It's only fair that we get a vacation when all this is over.
0: Right. But, hey, we do get some government funds coming very soon. So thank you, U.S. government, for representing us so well.
1: Well, and by soon, when how when when is soon? I feel uh, like they it's said not until May.
0: No, they said within the first checks will be cut within the first like two three weeks. So, very soon. If you're not sure if you're going to be getting, well, every American citizen, I believe, that files a tax return will get a check, but you need to make sure you have your current address on file with the IRS. So, if you have filed a tax return in either 2018 or 2019, you are good, as long as you have not moved. Um, mm-hmm. but you can go to irs.gov. They have information there about how they're going to get the checks to you and all that fun stuff. Um, so why we normally would be talking about getting money back from taxes, that deadline has also been extended, so that's good. So we're going to get kind of a double. So if you are expecting money back from taxes this year and you're going to get a uh, a nice government, I, it's basically a, a free, free rebate, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: like a stimulus, basically. Yeah,
0: n- not too shabby. <laughs> Yeah. All I have, I, I got two words for you. Ready, Bonnie? Shopping spree.
1: <laughs> I think that's what they want us to do with it, right? honestly. Retail, I think that's retail the therapy. <laughs> yes.
0: But hopefully, the that, only. Yeah, hopefully we can get out, though, and actually, you know, get some therapy from going shopping.
1: Well, if not, there's always online shopping, I that guess. That is true.
0: And that's keeping okay. me employed. So thank you. So, yes, please make sure you spend your stimulus money at Amazon.com. <laughs>
1: See, it, it all works. There you go. That's it's that's full circle.
0: But um, yeah, COVID nineteen has been the story in the month of March. Mm-hmm. You know, it has affected how you know things do happen around weather. Um, we talked about this before we started taping. The National Weather Service have a lot of employees working from home. We will get into the Arkansas tornadoes and the tornadoes from yesterday uh, on Saturday, March twenty eighth here in a minute, but. Um, we were kind of joking. You know what? Does the National Weather Service send out a, a survey team to say you got to stand six feet apart?
1: Yeah. You like, know? it's a legit thing. Like, it how, is. Like, how are they... How I wonder what their protocols are and how they're going about that.
0: Well, and it'll be interesting to see. Um, I can send a text out to the um, National Weather Service um, WCM, who's on my AMS Weather Council and a friend of mine, to see what, you know, what they would do. But uh, yeah, absolutely. They are, you know, maintaining social distance. Like I said, a lot of them are working from home. A lot of TV meteorologists are working from home, which is very mm-hmm. strange to see people working from like home. in their
1: backyards or they're broadcasting right. from their kitchen or something. It's right. very weird, but it's kind of cool. And I just think that this whole event is really going to change a lot of things permanently. So I'm just excited to see. Right. what society's like after when we come out the other
0: end. Yep, the advent of technology right now that companies are having to create and figure out so people can broadcast from home in high def mm-hmm. in 4K in, you know, any type of resolution that you need is pretty, you know, stunning. And I know a lot of TV stations have some technology that use cell signal and other type of, you know, combination of that and bandwidth to get a good picture, but you know, that's for, uh, you know, a camera guy and a reporter to take out on scene, right? You know, you're not having the, every not every reporter has a live truck in their driveway and not every TV is using a microwave relay or a satellite relay. So it's uh, it's going to be very interesting. I will say this watching network TV has been fascinating to see people, like you said, watching from home. One of my favorite shows on CNBC, Closing Bell, the two hosts are hosting from their respective apartments. And one guy lives in New York City, and you can tell, you know, he probably pays a lot in rent and doesn't have a lot of room. It looks like one giant long studio with a bed. And he's just (laughs) there. And the other girl looks like she's literally broadcasting from the side of her closet. (laughs) See,
1: it's just so interesting. It is. I've been watching a lot of um, CNN. Oh, yeah. There's... They're not always in studio. Sometimes they are, but when they are, they talk about how it's literally like just the anchor and the camera is actually like a remote camera that someone's operating. So it's like one person in the studio doing it. And so it's like, I mean, and I think that that's good because they need to be leading by example, and so the news can't be telling people to social distance. And then there's like 10 crew there in the newsroom. You know? Right. And, so. if,
0: and if you've watched any of the, you know, White House um, press conferences lately, you will notice that reporters aren't all crammed in every seat. They're like, you know, there's like two seats between each one mm-hmm. and they are having to properly social distance. And it's just it's something that's really fascinating to watch. Again, leading by example, as you mentioned, so. Um, it is the big story it's going to be the big story going forward Um, i believe you're right i think it has overshadowed you know any weather stories but weather still has been impacted by it but as we do wrap up you know we talked about the uh, weather podcast month challenge listen to our show listen to an episode from our friends um, over at weather brains over at weather hype the carolina weather group uh, stormfront freaks all, fo- uh, all five of us, you know, are the ones that make up National Weather Podcast Month. But, you know, take the challenge. Go listen to each of those shows. You're going to find a whole bunch of great information all over. You know, everything spans the meteorological gamut from our show talking about current events and storms to the Stormfront Freaks interviewing, you know, those that are a little bit more well-known to, you know, James Spann and the guys at WeatherBrain's really digging deep into the weather knowledge. Um You know, same goes for Weather Hype and the Carolina Weather Groups. These guys break down information really well. And if you're a weather geek like we are, it's fascinating. So please go listen to, you know, at least one episode. Make sure you subscribe to B-Squared, though. Uh, We're the important ones. So, you know, just make (laughs) sure that you guys uh, take part of the challenge and listen to an episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's the good thing about all five of these shows in this Weather Podcast Month group is that it's all weather-based. But it's all a little bit different in how they present it, what they talk about, how they do it. And so it's it's still a variety and it's still diverse, but it's all still weather related. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. And as a topper for National Weather Podcast Month, we are giving away a handheld anemometer. Um, mm-hmm. If you have been listening to the show or you have not, you can go back and listen to the four previous episodes. We are doing a keyword contest. So. Here's how it works. We will give you the fifth and final keyword at some point in today's episode. And then on April 1st, April Fool's Day, we will send out a tweet saying respond to us by direct message and with the five words. Because we don't want those people that have not listened to the show to cheat and be like, oh, I saw one tweet where he lists all the, all the words. No, no, no. We want you to send us a direct message. We will open our DMs. You can slide into our DMs with the five (laughs) words and uh, we will take in order and we will take uh, everybody that does put their name into a hat and then we will draw a winner and we will send you a cool handheld anemometer. If you want to see what it looks like, go to our Twitter page at weather podcast. It's pinned to the top of our profile. You see Joey from Twister holding it as Bill walks by looking very jealous. And, And I'm excited. I cannot wait to ship it. I am excited to ship this out to whoever wins it. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We've had a great blast in the month of March. Um, But, man, it's flown by. My birthday month is almost over.
1: I know. And you didn't even get to do anything with being sick and being quarantined and everything shut down. You know what? That just means later in the year when everything's kind of back to normal or whenever it gets back to normal, there's going to be serious makeup birthday celebrations across the whole country. All so right. I, I hope everybody's ready. You know, <laughs> and the one thing that
0: I kind of, you know, and we'll get off this topic here in a second. But the one thing I kind of forgot about is all the brides and grooms have had to move their weddings.
1: Yeah, yeah i've got a friend who's getting married on the 25th of april and she's had to cancel it and she will let us know when it's rescheduled and it's such a bummer i'm i'm so sorry for her
0: it is i'm slated to dj a couple weddings this summer um they're still all on for right now but
1: yeah but if we get closer and things don't change then yeah like we gotta start
0: we do we and that's apart. the
1: that's the rough thing is that it's really not we can't tell we're literally going like week by week month by month to see when or if there's yep. going to be any changes so it's just we're all on the edge of our seats basically we
0: really are we really are so uh, as we get into April we thank you guys for another great month of March uh, we appreciate you listening but let's uh, let's jump into spring because we are ready and Bonnie yesterday was a taste of it yesterday yes. was the kind of the first real day of. I would say forecasted strong, significant, severe weather. We've had a couple days, you know, earlier in the year, obviously. But I think yesterday was kind of that first time where we had maybe that defined bullseye and we waited for storms to form. And, man, they did not disappoint.
1: No, they didn't. And I want to point out that it doesn't exactly matter where you are in that watch box because I don't think Arkansas, I think Arkansas was in slight. Yes, they were. Yeah. And they've got a pretty significant long track tornado. When the videos from that are insane. The debris in the air is insane. Um, So, you know, then necessarily you don't have to be in the high risk or the enhanced risk or whatever to get something significant like they did. So just keep that in mind going forward into these spring months.
0: Right. And if you go back and look at the SBC... Storm forecast yesterday, areas of Iowa, uh, eastern Iowa, uh, gosh, northwestern, uh, Illinois were in it, maybe even southern Wisconsin. But you look at the storm reports from yesterday, that's where some area was focused. But you also got a lot of enhancement along the actual cold front, including that Jonesboro, Arkansas tornado, which if you have not seen the video from the traffic cam first, go search out. Arkansas tornado traffic camera, because you literally see this thing drop from the sky. It ropes out, becomes a stovepipe, and within seconds, it's a massive wedge tornado. I mean, the amount of time this thing took to go from basically nothing to extreme was the snap of a finger. And absolutely awe-inspiring.
1: It was it, – it, I just couldn't believe what I was watching, and I was re-watching it, and there was a million different videos of it. And one thing that really impressed me – we were talking about this before we started taping – is the car that was in the movie theater or mall parking yes. lot or whatever that was just twisted up, and it was pretty much just like tires and axles, and you couldn't see anything. That is crazy, and so if that doesn't tell you to not be in a car during a tornado, I don't know what will.
0: Right. I mean, it, it just – The fact that a tornado will do this, and I know that we retweeted it on our podcast page. I know you had tweeted as well. The vertical profile of this storm Uh and the rotation went so far up in the air. I mean, it just, it kind of, you know, I don't want to say it was super scary because we've seen it. But just how high and how far this thing threw, you know, debris was pretty incredible. Yes. So um, Tim Marshall, famous storm chaser, famous, you know, um, engineer in terms of, you know, figuring out what like building stuff, what building materials are, you know, strong to withhold tornadic winds, all this stuff. He he threw this out on Facebook earlier today. So I'm going to scan through the comments real quick. It's the axle with the tires and the frame of this thing, and he goes, Chew and spit. Good morning, Facebook friends, where I'll be surveying damage in Jonesboro. There's Tornado A vehicles and spit them out. Anyone know what type of vehicle this was? Another warning to chasers to not get too close. So, um, you know, going through, people like, oh, it looks like a USPS mail carrier. And like, yeah. Um, definitely the bu- the speed, o- or the bumper of a Grumman. So it could be a, a U.S. Postal Service vehicle. Um, Yikes! Right, and so there are a bunch of photos that they've gone through and they've posted in here. Um, but they're saying that either it's a uh, Nissan truck or it's a like I said, a postal vehicle. Somebody posted a a, uh, a meme of Cookie Monster just like going to town on cookies. I'm like, that's not necessarily the most funny and appropriate thing. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but, man, it's just, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. And, yeah, it looks like it was a postal truck.
1: Wow. I hope nobody was in it. I'm assuming not.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think they were either, but we'll, I hope not. Um, I've not seen a rating on this tornado. I don't think uh SBC has done one, so...
1: And I wonder if they, what the reason is, and I'll be honest, I haven't paid attention in the past how long it takes for a rating to come out. So it hasn't even been 24 hours, but I'm wondering if it's going to take a little bit longer because now they're having to figure out how to evaluate and... And estimate storm damage and stuff with all the things going on, you know, social distancing and whatnot. So I wonder if that's going to delay it at all.
0: I'm sure that they had, you know, guys out yesterday pretty quick following the storm. But uh, you're right. I mean, I'm sure it just adds another layer to the challenge of trying to figure out the rating. Um, Mm -hmm. But based on what we saw, I mean, if this thing comes in under an EF3, I'd be extremely surprised.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah the, I agree a hundred
0: percent. you know the amount of building damage it did um the houses that it literally picked up and tossed the vehicles obviously that it picked up and tossed um you don't get that from low level winds you don't get that from a small tornado you get that from something that's pretty powerful so that is true but man, just you know to see that um the total numbers for yesterday's um You know, I don't want to say outbreak because it was an outbreak, but yesterday's, you know, big storm was 19 tornado reports, 123 wind reports, three of those on the high side, um, 70 hail reports, 12 of those on the large side, 212 total storm reports, according to SPC and Norman. But man, um, you know, hails over two inches in diameter, there was a lot of it, and that's impressive winds over 65 knots again. Not a lot, but the ones that were impressive and those tornadoes, like you said, the one in Arkansas, especially long track on the ground. You know, it's going to go down as one of those. That's going to be, you know, talk about being, you know, having a camera in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. It was in a major metro area and people were taking video and photographs of it. Have you seen the video from the people in the store? Yes,
1: yes and the wind is just swirling outside of oh, yeah. it and just and they're just oh. standing
0: they're just standing there taking pictures like it's just an everyday occurrence. See? Unbe- unbelievable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it makes me wonder this was a pretty significant day <clears throat> right. at the end of March. Right. And so I'm wondering if this day had taken place later in the spring. Yeah. If it had been if it would have been worse. No, more it, intense.
0: Totally totally an accurate assessment there. Um, you know, we talked on the bonus show that we did with Stormfront freaks earlier this week about how do you, um, what do you do in a tornado risk with COVID-19? Do you go get in a storm shelter or do you, you know, stay sheltered in place? Uh, do you risk being around other people to save your life from a tornado that weighs in on this as well? I mean, like you said, had this been any other time of year, would it have been worse? Would it have been better? I, I really don't know. But, you know, tornado reports in Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Arkansas, Missouri. Um, It was a pretty big day for storms yesterday. And, man, just one of those where you just kind of look back and you're like, all right, you know, early spring storm setup was perfect. We knew several days in advance that probably something was going to happen. So kudos to the, you know, severe forecasting because the guys at SPC did a really good job and they nailed it.
1: Oh yeah. They, they really did. And like it, it escalated, you know, over the past few days leading up to it. And they, I, I agree. They really did hit it right on the head. Um, one main thing to take away, like we were saying is you don't have to be in the enhanced or high risk or moderate risk necessarily to get something significant on days like that. So don't always pay attention to the lines and the colors and assume you're not in danger based on that alone.
0: Right. Right, absolutely. Um, The tornado that went through Grant County, Wisconsin, according to emergency management, approximately a four-mile track survived by EM. Track was northeast of this point to one mile northwest of uh, Ellensboro. One house, multiple farm buildings damaged trees down. Um, A weak tornado touched down in Peoria, Illinois, near the airport, producing EF0 to low EF1 damage. Uh, Full report to come later. Law enforcement reporting other tornadoes. Um, A tornado through Ogle, uh, Illinois. Extensive damage path. Several homes damaged with at least one roof totally lost. Numerous trees uprooted on that property. Widespread tree damage and power line damage. So, I mean, yesterday the, the storms that did form were pretty powerful and did some damage. So, it just proves that we are into storm season once again.
1: Yep. Yes, we are. And now is the time to start... Preparing and making sure you have a plan if something comes your way at some point, Um, you know, and maybe take extra precautions with COVID stuff going on. So I don't know having I mean, I don't want to say go get masks because that's not what we want to do. But I mean having extra things in your storm shelter in case you do have to cram a couple of people in there. Cause my personal opinion is you got to take it one threat at a time. Yes. Starting with the immediate threat. So if you have got a tornado coming down your street, I think you need to just hop in the storm shelter and yeah, you might be shoulder to shoulder with people, but you, you just got to do that for the time being.
0: Right. In you know, my opinion. No, I agree. I mean, we, and you, if you want to hear more of this discussion, obviously go check out our bonus episode. It will be posted here uh tomorrow and it's a show that we do with Stormfront Freaks and we talk about this. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think outweighing the risk of COVID nineteen to immediately save your life right now is probably the right choice. And again, I think I would rather survive a tornado and know that I have the you know, knew that I was exposed to coronavirus, but knowing that I lived through a tornado outweighs the risk of not living through the tornado.
1: Yeah, and that just also it would force you to make a really tough decision, do you let your two of your family members get in the storm shelter and the rest of you stay in the house? Do right. you turn away your neighbors for the, that reason alone? No. You know, it's like it's awful things that you would have to choose from, so it's like let's just take on the immediate threat first and then go from there.
0: Yeah, I would I would much rather survive a tornado and know that I could possibly you know, receive treatment for COVID-19, coronavirus, versus not surviving a tornado because at to that point you're dead anyways. So who cares if you have the coronavirus? I don't want to sound flippant about it, but that's just, that's how it is.
1: Yeah, you know, and it, you know, it's we're having to make tough choices right yeah. now. And so I think to simplify things is just worry about the immediate threat first and then go from there.
0: Right. Did you ever think that meteorology would be turned upside down by a global pandemic?
1: No, no, it's it's crazy. It's just it's it's crazy. And it's crazy how it all kind of overlaps. And, you know, it's all emergency management in a way. And I think meteorologists, while they're not medical experts, I think that they are good at conveying threats to the public and how to handle them and i think that they're that's something that meteorologists are really good at so when you see meteorologists posting about this kind of stuff i would still listen right you know you know it's also it's
0: also the science aspect of it you know most meteorologists Mm -hmm. understand you know basic science and other things and i'm not saying that politicians and other people don't but you know if, if you understand science in one aspect chances are you probably understand it a little bit in others so, you know, I think it comes down to just getting your information from a trusted source. Yeah. And that trusted source is not Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, You know, be smart about what you look at online. That's that's what I'm going to leave that at there. Pick a reputable yeah. news source, CNN, you know, AP, Um, you know, most TV networks do a pretty good job of of giving you straight line facts. But just, you know, just be careful and be safe. That's all we ask.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, just know that your local health departments and the CDC, those are also good websites to go to and get that info. So, yeah, very. And that's the same for weather, too. Like when you're getting your weather info leading up to an event on a, you know, severe weather day don't just be looking at Joe Schmo talking about what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. Like right. watch the weather service and watch your local weather affiliates and that kind of thing. So it's, there's a lot of similarities between what's going on and, and the weather, you know, again, like I said, it's all emergency management related and that's why it's, it all kind of falls in that same category in a way.
0: No, t- you are totally right. And as somebody that's dealt with my local County health officials lately, um, I will tell you that they are on top of their game and I happen to live in a county that's kind of a hotbed in the state of Oregon for coronavirus and like I said, I was put in a quarantine by my county just to be safe. And so I got to deal with them on a little bit of basis. and I was very thankful to have them. so um, thank you to everybody out there. I know this needs to be said more, but thank you to our first responders. Thank uh-huh. you to the nurses and the doctors. And the hospital admin staff that are working around the clock to take care of the sick and the dying and those that are affected by this. So thank you so much. Without you guys, we would be much, much worse.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. And just know that most health care providers, well, I don't want to say most, but a lot, are getting sick, taking yes. care of people. So yes. just keep that in mind. And they are sick. And still coming to work because they have to. So just keep those kind of things in mind.
0: Right. If you see a firefighter or a police officer out on the street, just tell them thank you. If you mm-hmm. see a doctor, you know somebody's a doctor, maybe your neighbor's a doctor or a nurse, tell them thank you. Because they are all working together to get this under control as quickly as possible. So we can all go back to life as normal. Because trust yeah. me, we all want that.
1: And we all have to work together to get there, though, so. And and we
0: are, and I think we're doing a really good job of it. Um, You know, we get a storm outbreak yesterday, and, you know, the threat isn't over today. You know, the area's shifted a little bit south, more up toward the northeast. Mm hmm And, you know, down along the trailing cold front, so diving back down to the deep south. Well, tomorrow, again, in another area of just, you know, kind of uh Arid needs to be watching oklahoma's included in it we're actually included in the very absolute lowest um watch for up here in oregon just some you know garden variety thunderstorms the atmosphere will be pretty unstable but man it's it's chase season it's finally here we've wanted it we've waited for it and yesterday was i i don't want to say yesterday was maybe the kickoff but bonnie i'm itching for some more storm coverage i just am
1: Oh yeah, me too. And, and I agree it's, it's here. And now we're just, we're just waiting for the next cold fronts to come through the next storm systems to come through to give us all that chance. Um, I will say the other night, I believe it was Thursday night. So that would have been early Friday morning at around four in the morning. We actually had a uh, severe thunderstorm warning go off. Yeah. Um, Really just for wind and hail, and it was a very quick mover. And I'm talking fast. It was hauling. And <laughs> we we just got some thunder and some lightning, a quick downpour of rain, and then bam, it was gone. But hey, I'm still here for it. I'm all about it. So
0: Right. I wish we would get something like that. When I say we get garden variety thunderstorms up here in the Northwest, I kid you not. There these little pop-up showers, they might put out a little bit of lightning, a little bit of thunder. Hail <sighs> is like, you know, you have like crushed ice in your... Uh, freezer or fridge maker whatever <laughs> literally that's like like the crushed ice that's the size of our hail I mean it's smaller than pea size oh, yeah. so it's like little baby hail it's like oh it's hailing. you oh, know it's so cute yeah. but
1: I like, little ice chips coming yeah, down literally
0: it's, it's ice <laughs> chips and I'm like okay the largest hailstone I've personally seen is just about three quarters of an inch wow. under a really really strong thunderstorm in eastern Oregon and that's the st- that's the biggest hailstone st- I've seen. Obviously, I saw the tornado that I called in to the National Weather Service last summer, so that was cool. But I want to see a big hailstone. I know it's going to cause damage, and I know it freaks people out. It's probably going to dent my car. But I just really want to see a big hailstone. Is that too much to ask?
1: No, it's not. Okay. But you know what? You're going to have to move. You're going to have to move. <laughs> I am. I need to
0: come back to. I need to come back and visit you, and we need to go storm chasing. So.
1: Yeah, so make that
0: happen. Yep, and we go to flights Flights are
1: really cheap right now. They so. are.
0: They are really cheap. Maybe <laughs> we should fly back and do our 100th episode with you in Oklahoma City.
1: Yes, that would be amazing. Okay, so you right. start working on that.
0: Right. Um, stimulus check is going to help.
1: <laughs> See,
0: there you go. Like there I, you go. I do have a full respirator mask I can wear on the plane.
1: <laughs> See, so it's it's all good. It'll work. It'll totally work.
0: We will make this happen. Yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe. We We're good see. at planning. Yeah, yeah. We, we really are, actually. We're really <laughs> good at planning. Um man, I just I'm ready. I'm ready for storms. Mm. I'm ready for the meteorology to take place. I oh, wait, you hear that?
1: Oh.
0: Oh, did we? I think we did. We just oh, announced oh. our fifth and final keyword of our contest for the month of March in association with National Weather Podcast Month. We are giving away a handheld anemometer. Bonnie, what is our fifth and final keyword? Um, I
1: believe it's meteorology.
0: I believe you are correct. Boom. So on April 1st, we will send out the tweet. We want you to respond to it via direct message, people, via direct message to Weather Podcast and list the five keywords in order and we will add your name to a drawing and one lucky winner will win a handheld anemometer, so... Let's make this happen. I'm super excited. There we go. There's our five keywords. You need to go back and listen to the episodes of B Squared to get those keywords, and then we will send out the tweet on April 1st. So I'm excited. Uh, We're going to give away an anemometer.
1: That is so awesome. That's our first giveaway. More to come in the future, so keep on listening. Absolutely. Um, So we'll be looking for a list of words here over the next few days.
0: Yes. Uh, The tweet is already scheduled to go out, so... It will drop, and uh, yeah, just respond. We will keep it open. Gosh, we need. Oh, we were gonna keep it open for uh, until the following Sunday. So, yeah, yeah, you have a little bit of time, but we want you to respond relatively quickly because that helps us all out. So, um, man, an interesting week weather-wise. Interesting week show-wise with us, Bonnie. What are you guys having coming up next week weather-wise in Oklahoma City?
1: Um, so we have got, you know, you're talking about storm chances, and we definitely have that tomorrow. Um, nothing really projected to be super severe. Um, mostly looks like it'll be a rain event, probably some rumbles of thunder, things like that. Um, but nothing severe, really. Um, and then it'll just be nice and calm for the rest of the week. Temperatures feeling good in the 60s and 70s. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I like our storm chances for tomorrow.
0: I'm very jealous. I wish we had storm chances. We're looking at rain and just some breezy conditions tonight and tomorrow. Um, We actually have a winter storm watch up for the Cascades. We have a wind advisory for areas east of the Cascades. Um, Nothing in the lowlands or the west side of the state, but that's okay. Um, Just lots of rain until we get toward about Thursday when finally it's going to dry out a little bit. That lasts for a day and a half, and then we're back into the rain next weekend. So, wind, uh, wince. Rinse, wash, and repeat. That's pretty much uh, our weather out here in the northwest. Nothing Did you say exciting. winter
1: storm? You said winter storm. Yeah, winter storm morning. watch. Yep, winter storm wow. watch. Yep.
0: Lots of snow coming to the Cascades. Let me. Uh, so, when
1: do your winter storm watches and warnings and stuff? When do they dissipate? Are those always an option throughout the year?
0: The they usually are gone probably by late April occasionally maybe one will stick around through May but it's pretty random I mean if I just pull up and you know read the stuff for that's not what I wanted to read um Mm -hmm. hold on here uh the winter storm watch is actually up for the northern part of the cascades we're under a winter weather advisory for the cascades down here but they're saying snow uh expected total accumulations up to 16 inches Uh, Winds gusting as high as 35 miles an hour anywhere in the North Oregon Cascades and Cascades down Lane County. 5 a.m. Monday to 11 a.m. Tuesday. Travel could be difficult to impossible. Climbers, campers, hikers will likely experience winter weather conditions. Snow levels will be around 3,500 feet, lowering to 2,500 feet Monday night. Snow amounts are expected to be spread out over 36 hours with around 2 to 4 inches of new snow per 6 hours. Wow. So pretty pretty good dump. Yeah. I might have to drive up to Mount Hood to see it. So,
1: yeah, I think that you should, you know, and social distancing. You can get away from everybody and just kind of go up there. I think that's a good idea.
0: I might have to do that tomorrow. We'll see. Do I take a day off? I might. We'll
1: see. I support it.
0: Well, thank you. I need to to, uh, take an essential break from being essential.
1: Yeah. Can I be non essential for one day? That's all (laughs) I'm asking. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just don't pull me over, please. I just want to see some snow. So do you have people pulling pulling you no, all over for No, that? but those of us, I mean, a lot of us have the letters, you know, the letters sent yeah. out by our company saying that we're a central part of the supply chain or, you know, we work in broadcasting. So please don't pull us over. Uh, we can be on the road if we need to be, be but uh, no, we're not actively pulling people over right now.
1: Do y'all have a curfew or is it not enforced? No, no,
0: we don't have a curfew anything like that. We've done a pretty decent job. I know there are other places have not, but I think we've done a pretty decent job, so I think we're okay.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, we um, we all have the letters too, but we they're not really pulling people over either, and we don't have a curfew that they're enforcing right now. Um, And honestly, the thing that confuses me is all the differences in stay-at-home order and shelter-in-place order and like stuff is more strict. And it's like, I don't know. It's all really confusing to me. The bottom line is if it doesn't say anything about essential workers staying home, then it doesn't pertain to me. So I am still working.
0: Yep. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Well, hopefully by this time next week, we got a better idea of what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope and pray that we are nearing or have already peaked, but I know it's probably not the case, but, you know, got to have some hope, guys. We will get through this together. Uh, Bonnie and I are here for you. If there's anything you need from us or you guys just want to talk about something, hit us up on Twitter, at Weather Podcast. We both monitor the account. We both Mm -hmm. are on there all the time. Please let us know if you need anything. We are here for you.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: We got your backs. You, don't, you might not know us, but we got your back regardless. So.
1: Exactly. Because you know what? We are all in this together alone. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. Well, another good addition to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I am Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. And again, be on the lookout for our special episode that we taped earlier this week with the Stormfront Freaks that will drop tomorrow. Uh, some good discussions, some great laughter, uh, and some good times.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's excellent. Check it out. Be looking for it tomorrow.
0: Uh, yeah, and we will see you guys next week.
1: Bye.